As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode on Thursday morning. There's just one game to go in Double Gaming 29, which is Everton v Newcastle. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. It's a Friday deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time. It's a big blank game week before the last international break of the season. There's just four games this weekend. Wolves-Leeds, Villa-Arsenal, Leicester-Brentford and Tottenham-West Ham. We got news this week as well about future double game weeks. A lot depends on this weekend's FA Cup results. What we know for now, there's a confirmed double game week 31 for Burnley and Everton, which is not very exciting. Confirmed double game week 33 for Brighton, Burnley, Leicester, Manchester United and Newcastle. There's a likely double game week 33 for Arsenal and Southampton. That's dependent on the favourites winning the FA Cup ties this weekend. There's also a possible but unlikely double game week for Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City. So it would need to be a few FA Cup shocks for those teams to have a double game week. So all eyes on the FA Cup this weekend. And all the Game Week 33 fixtures will be confirmed after this weekend's FA Cup quarterfinals. Also, if the favourites win those FA Cup games, there'll be a blank Game Week 33 for Aston Villa, Leeds and Wolves. So those of us who've got lots of players from those teams, which is most managers, because they play this week, we need to start thinking about offloading them before blank Game Week 33 if the Cup results go as we expect them to. Before I get into the podcast today... I want to send my condolences to Ben Crellin and his family on the passing of his father this week. Ben is a legend of the community. FPL, quite simply, as a game, wouldn't be the same without him. So thank you for everything you do, Ben, and I hope you're doing as well as you can be at this difficult time. On the podcast schedule today are the Gaming 29 shoutouts, a quick gaming review, an update of the watch list ahead of Blank Gaming 30, questions answered from Twitter, and a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of the podcast. 
I'm happy to report that we have a new member to the 59th Minute Club. Welcome Rodrigo from Leeds. He did get a goal. He did get eight points. Somehow managed three bonus points despite getting taken off after 59 minutes. So that's quite an achievement in itself. Welcome to the club, Rodrigo. Notable mentions this week. Defenders, first of all, Luca Dean managed just nine minutes before his injury and is now a doubt for game week 30, which is quite frustrating. I'll talk about him later when it comes to my transfer options. Cresswell also injured 56 minutes for West Ham. Michael Enko for Everton, very close to join the club, 58 minutes. And Ricardo at Leicester, just about made it to 60. On to midfielders, Mason Mount, just 62 minutes, early substitution. Mohamed Salah, who I triple captained, very frustrating to see this. 64 minutes in the first game due to injury and 34 minutes from the bench in the second game. At least he didn't blank. Jota also reduced minutes, 25 minutes in the first game, 55 in the second. And likewise, Luis Diaz, 55 minutes against Arsenal. So Jota, Diaz, Mane, Firmino, Salah, all these guys probably going to have minutes managed in some way between now and the end of the season. Maybe not Salah, but certainly the likes of Jota, Mane and Diaz. Ryan Fraser played just one minute against Chelsea. Quite a few changes to that Newcastle team. Most of them were probably tactical. I think I've seen somewhere that Fraser did have a hamstring issue. So it'll be interesting to see if he starts against Everton tonight. And in terms of forwards... Brogia and Patrick Bamford played just 45 minutes each. Bamford played the first half for Leeds. Brogia played the second half for Southampton. Michael Antonio also injured after 51 minutes. Veghorst at Burnley substituted after 66 minutes, which is not ideal with people talking about him for the future double game weeks. And Danny Ings yet again, 68 minutes. A quick review of my game week. I mentioned a triple cap in Salah. Obviously frustrating in many ways, given what Salah did for triple captainers earlier in the season. But we'll take the 30 points and we'll move on and we won't talk about it again. I managed 117 points, which was a very, very good game week. 8.4k up to 3.7k, so inside the top 5k now, which is very nice. It was my best game week of the season, looking at the game week ranks. I've got a game week rank of 33,000. That's before the Newcastle-Everton game. So much needed and a nice boost at this time of the campaign. The good and the bad. The bad, first of all, there was blanks for Saka. Two blanks for Saka. Also Jimenez and Coutinho didn't do anything. The good, Ramsdale with 10. Robertson was my hero. 18 points. What a game week for him. Trent with 13. Tierney got 7. I'm calling that good. I know he had two games, but going into the game week, I wouldn't have been surprised if Arsenal kept zero clean sheets. So it was good to see them keep one against Leicester. Salah got the 30. Kulisevsky, another good pick with 11. Harry Kane with 14. And Rafinha with 5. Again, you could arguably say that's not good, but I'm calling it good because I've had so many blanks from him recently. There's another frustrating one as a Rafinha owner. Really good underlying numbers from that game. And to come away with just 5 points is, is a bit frustrating. But 5 points is a lot better than 2 points. A watch list update now ahead of Game Week 30. Not too many changes to it. Players removed Liveramento because he missed out. And there's you know three players for two spots in those fullback positions at Southampton. So can't see myself come back to Liveramento 
anymore this season. Removed Ollie Watkins as well. Just not doing enough as a striker in terms of goals. I think Coutinho's the best option from Aston Villa. Ramsey's probably a better option than Watkins at the moment as well. So yeah, can't see myself going for Watkins. Villa's fixtures are also pretty nasty. And they could have that blank game week 33 as well. So I think we'll see a lot of people sell Villa assets soon. Players added. I've added Johnson from West Ham mainly because of his price. He's only 3.9 million. He's getting game time now because Sufal is out. So I'm looking at Johnson as an enabler, possibly, for a future transfer in the next couple of game weeks. You know, if you're making a double move, a lot of people are going for Amarty. Amarty could lose his place soon. Maybe Johnson might be the safer way to go there, at least for the long term. Maybe not this week. Obviously, Johnson does have a fixture, but it's against Tottenham. Amarty has the better fixture against Brentford if he starts. That's the big question because Fafana is close to a return now. So Johnson and Amarty are now on the watch list, basically as enablers when you're making double transfers. Added Ramsey from Aston Villa back to the watch list. I sold him, I think it was last week or the week before, just before his 10-pointer. He would have been on the bench that week anyway, so at least I didn't have to look at that. But I still think very, very good option. 4.8 million. You know, as a fifth midfielder, if he's going to be on your bench or, or you only need to use him sometimes when Villa have good fixtures, Ramsey's obviously still a very good FPL pick. Christian Eriksen feels so good to add him back to the watch list given what we witnessed during the summer and also just how good he was when he was at Tottenham as an FPL asset. You know, he was probably eight or nine million back in those days. He's he's very, very cheap. 5.5, that, that could end up being a mistake. He should have been probably 6 or 6.5 given the quality of player that he is. And I think we've seen it with that assist for Tony. That left foot cross was was unbelievable, on point. You know, just right on Tony's head. He couldn't really miss. So Ericsson, interesting option for blank game week 30 and beyond at a very friendly price. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't really expect to be adding him back to the watch list, but that hat-trick just came out of nowhere. That little trip to Portugal that didn't go down too well at the club seems to have done him the world of good. Came back, bangs in a hat-trick, gets the three points against Tottenham. And obviously United likely to have a double game week in the near future as well. Or actually confirmed double game week in the near future. So once that rolls around, we'll probably be looking at the likes of Bruno and Ronaldo again. Bruno's on the watch list from a couple of weeks ago. Ronaldo joins him now as an option. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them in. I've picked out 10 of the best. The first one is from Johnny Small. If I have nine blank Game Week 30 players, am I better to bank a transfer this week to have two free transfers for Game Week 31? So my initial quick answer to this is yes. I think for a lot of managers this week, 
I think banking a transfer is probably the best option. That was certainly my initial thought, even though I've got the Luca Dean injury to deal with now. At the moment, I'm leaning towards banking a transfer, but I had a look at a couple of transfer options just before I start recording, and I'll touch on those when it gets to the transfer section. It's it's really team dependent. It, you've got to make sure you've got the key assets this week. You've got to probably make sure you've got Harry Kane as a captain. If you don't have him, I'd probably be looking to make a transfer or two this week to get him. So... Again, like I said on the last couple of podcasts, and, and I've heard it a lot elsewhere the last couple of weeks as well, when it comes to blank game weeks, it's not about quantity of players, it's quality. You could have 10 players, but four of them are useless, or you could have six or seven, and they're all the best assets from the game week. I'd rather go in with the seven best assets and a good captain than 10 players, and three or four of them are pretty useless. So yeah, I think nine is a very healthy number to have. I think I've got nine plus Gelhart, so I'm calling that nine and a half or nine and a quarter, depending on how much game time Gelhart gets. Uh, and I'm quite happy to roll, I think, looking at my options. Question from Benno. Just before I get into Benno's question, I'll go back to the, the first one. Just, you know, why would you roll a transfer this week? Basically, we've got all these double game weeks coming up, you know, game week 31, game week 33. We'll have a couple of teams blanking to deal with in 33 as well. Also, a big factor for me, it's, it's an international break. You know, between game week 30 and 31, there's two weeks. Players are jetting off around the world. COVID seems to have spiked a little bit here, at least in Scotland and England. Anyway, we're seeing a few more cases in the Premier League as well. So, you know, lots can change in two weeks. Players could come back with COVID issues, injury issues. So just, I always like the idea of having two free transfers after an international break. And it's it's a, a lot of people have the question this week, do you bank a transfer or do you buy a Leicester defender? And I think for me, banking a transfer seems a lot better. Question from Benno. Is Salah to Son worth it for game week 30? And there's a related question from FPL Canadian. Is rotating Salah in and out for game week 30 and 31 worth it? For example, Salah to Barnes, game week 30, then Coutinho to Salah, game week 31. So yeah, I've seen a lot of people looking at hokey cokies, either Salah to Son, Son back to Salah, or the second one, you know, Salah out for a player, game week 30, and then removing a different player to get Salah back in, in game week 31. Very team dependent again. Hokey cokey for me, it's not really, I'm not too keen on it. I don't have Son and I could go Salah to Son. You know, one of the reasons I didn't get Doherty last week was I wanted to leave the door open for a Salah to Son hokey-cokey. But again, it comes back to the, the transfers for me. You know, I think transfers are very, very valuable now. I think the closer you get to the end of the season, the more valuable those free transfers are. And one of my golden rules, going back to my you know rules at the start of the season, the first one is bank a transfer as often as possible. I feel like I can bank a transfer this week, so that's what I'm most likely going to do. Salah to Son, then Son back to Salah. I just think those two free transfers could be used a lot better. Game week 31, game week 32. I probably prefer the other one where it's Salah out, Barnes in this week, and then you're selling continue to get Salah back in the following week because we've mentioned Villa have them tricky fixtures and they're, they're very likely to have a blank game week as well. But at the same time, I've seen a few people mentioning you know, Coutinho is going to have to be sold soon because of the fixtures, because of the blank. To me, I'm quite happy to hold them. I'll probably hold them right up until they have a blank game week and then I'll make the decision, do I just bench him that week or do I sell him for a double game week player? But for me, Coutinho, he's he's done plenty recently and he's certainly not in my thoughts to sell him anytime soon. So for me, it's a no on selling Salah. I think you just bench him this week. 
And you've got him straight back for Watford game week 31, where he's going to be the best captain of the game week. I think he's the best captain 31, even though Everton Burnley have a double game week. I am definitely not going to captain a Veghorst or a Richarlison or anyone like that over Mohamed Salah when he plays Watford. It's funny, it's, it's Paddy's day today and I always, when it gets to St. Patrick's Day, I always remember, must be four, three, four years ago now, celebrating St. Patrick's Day in a pub in Glasgow and Mohamed Salah was playing Watford. Pretty sure it was Watford and he scored the four goals and I think he might have got an assist in that one as well. Pretty sure he got 23 points that week. Maybe it was even 25. So yeah, the stars are aligning again for Salah to be playing Watford near enough St. Paddy's Day. So yeah, best captain for game week 31. If you sell Salah this week, if you get a couple of issues crop up during an international break, just makes things a little bit more tricky. You're still going to get Salah back, obviously, but it might force you into a minus four or a minus eight that you don't really need to take. So I think you just bench him this week and then he, he pops up in your team game week 31. You don't have to worry about going and buying him again. You know, the thing about Son as well, hasn't been doing much recently. He's been getting taken off early. He's not really screaming, come and buy me. I don't think West Ham is the easiest fixture for Tottenham either. The thing with Harvey Barnes is, you know, Leicester played tonight in Europe. If Harvey Barnes starts, which I expect him to, does he start the weekend? We've already seen it last week. Rodgers benched Tielemans and Ndidi in the league. You know, they've got nothing to play for in the league. So if, if Leicester go through tonight, which they should, I think they've got a 2-0 lead. You know, there's no reason for, for Rodgers to really play his big guns in the league. So maybe Barnes could get a rest in game week 30. So that's another reason why I don't think it's worth a free transfer on Barnes or Son. Question from Ryan. Is it worth selling Son to redistribute the funds? So I thought this was interesting. A question came in about, should we do Salah to Son? And one of the next questions was, should we sell Son? So it tells you different people have different feelings about Hyungman's Son at the moment. On, on current form, he's probably a sell, in particular if you don't have Kane. I still don't mind selling Son to get Kane, uh, Kane captain for game week 30, even if it means a minus four, because I expect Kane to deliver, and if you don't have him, it's going to hurt overall rank and many league positions as well. On the other hand, let's say you've got Kane and Son already. I think you just keep Son for blank game week 30. He plays... A lot of other players don't play, so I think you just keep him for game week 30 and then you reassess it after that. But certainly if you don't have Kane, I think selling Son to get to Kane is probably a good idea. Question from FPL Locked In. Do we get Leicester defenders this week? This is the million dollar question. It's something I'm looking at myself. The issue is Fafana is back. We might see him play in Europe Thursday night. So when he is back, one of Amarty or Soyuncu has to drop out. You would think it would be Amarty. But you never know because Soyuncu's had a pretty poor season. Luke Thomas plays left back at the moment. You know, Castagna can come in and play there whenever he's fit. Right back, we've seen Pereira just about make it to 60 minutes last week. James Justin can play left back or right back. So Leicester defence to me, it's a bit of a minefield. And that's why I'm probably going to stay away. I think I said last week, Schmeichel's the safest route in. Apart from that, it's a bit of a lottery. If you're buying a Leicester defender this week, you really need them to play against Brentford because there's a good chance you're going to just bench them then for future game weeks until they have a double. So do I really want to buy Amarty or Thomas if I can't say for sure that they're going to play this week? I think the answer is no, and I just prefer to bank the transfer. So yeah, I don't think it's worth buying a Leicester defender. I think the only one is Amarty if it's a case of... If you want to just take cash out of your squad, you know, let's say you're selling Luka Dean for Amarty, which is something I could do. I think that would leave me with about 1.4 million in the bank that I can use in game week 31. For example, I could then do Saiz to Reese James. But 
the issue then is if you bring in Amartini, he doesn't start. It's quite frustrating. You know, you really you really need him to play if you're buying him this week. So that's why I don't think it's worth the transfer. Question from FPL Commander. Can we genuinely just ignore Burnley and Everton totally and only consider Leicester from Game Week 33? Yeah, I think we can. We've all fallen into certain double Game Week traps this season. Of course, there have been plenty of, of success stories in double Game Weeks as well, but I'm really not sure I can bring myself to go back to Burnley after having three of them on the free hit. I didn't buy any Everton players when they had their double Game Week earlier, which was very disappointing as well. So I think there's a very good chance I'll go into Game Week 31 with zero players from Burnley and Everton, even though they've got a double Game Week. I could do Jimenez to Veghorst, but it's probably be a minus four because I'm probably going to look at, you know, am I an Upreach James Game Week 31 if it looks like he's going to play against Brentford? So that'll be my priority transfer. And again, to fund that, it probably will be... I'd probably have to free up funds somewhere. So maybe if I do have two free transfers, maybe Jimenez to Veghorst would be a free transfer. And in that case, it's a little bit more tempting, but I just, I'm going to find it very hard to go back there. So interesting to see how that one plays out. So yeah, I think we can go without Burnley and Everton for 31 because they're two pretty poor teams. And Leicester as well, I think we can ignore them also this game week because of you know the reasons I already mentioned. Could be prioritising Europe. We don't know who's going to play in defence. It's not just defence. We don't know who's going to play in midfield. We've seen Madison on the bench quite often this season. Daka and Iheanacho, who knows who gets the start there. We'll both get a start. We just don't know. So yeah, I think we can avoid Leicester for a little bit longer as well. Question from Rumi. Under what circumstances is it acceptable to use your last free hit this week? So yeah, I've got one free hit left. Absolutely no intention of using it because I've got nine players. Under what circumstances would I use it? I would need to be in a pretty dire situation this week to use a free hit. And I'm talking about maybe having only two or three players. I think that's the only scenario where I would use it. Even if I only had six, five, six, seven I would probably just soldier through as long as you've got, you know, a Kane captain, maybe maybe an Arsenal player or two, a Rafinha maybe, a Coutinho. If you've got five or six of these guys, you could probably just about get through it and then free hit in either 33 or 36 where I think there's a lot more upside because even if you do free hit this week, you're probably going to be bringing in most of the players that other managers have. So there's not a huge gain to be made. It's a very defensive move unless you go rogue and you play differential with your free hit this week, which I quite like, uh, which I'm going to talk about in the next question. But yeah, for me, you need to have only two or three players really for, for me to, to use the free hit job this week. So if you can at all, just get through it, even if it means a, a red arrow. I don't mind a small red arrow this week if you can get a pretty big green arrow in 33 or 36. So yeah, I'd be playing the long game and I'd be keeping the free hit for later. FPL Fledgling asks... How many players should be enough for game week 30? So kind of touching on the previous question, I've made a few notes here and I've said to myself, if I had Kane plus one more Tottenham player, that's two. Ramsdale or Sa, so a goalkeeper, that's three. Coutinho makes it four. An Arsenal attacker makes it five. And then if you throw in Rafinha, you're at six players. And if you could add one more to get to seven, I think that's good enough. Seven, I think, is good enough if it's the players that I mentioned. Uh, you've got to remember, if you're going for a Rafinha and you're expecting him to do well, there's not much point having a Wolves defender because they're not going to keep a clean sheet if Rafinha's involved getting goals or assists. Likewise, an Arsenal attacker, if you've got a Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Lacazette, 
don't really need an Aston Villa defender if you think Arsenal are going to score. So yeah, that, that's the way I'd be thinking about it. Six or seven, if it's those players that I mentioned, you've got a good captain. I think that's absolutely fine. This could be a pretty low scoring game week because I think all the games are hard to predict. All games could be 1-0 either way. All four games could be 1-1, 2-2. It's very, very tricky. It's a very, very tricky game week to predict. Question from FPL Prem Tipster. Would you double slash triple up on defences with the free hit or would you distribute among various teams? This is another reason why I don't like the free hit this week is it leaves you with a decision to make. Do you play conservative? Do you try to consolidate your rank? Do you just get the highly owned players, your Coutinho's, your Rafinha's, your Lacazette's, your Saka's, your your Canes, your Doherty's, all these players? Or do you go in with the approach that this is one game week of 38, I can do whatever I want, I can have a bit of fun with it, and if I can nail it with differential players, that's where the big green arrow comes from. If you go against some of the popular assets then I do like that. You know, I think if I was on a free hit, I think it depends on your situation. If you've got a good rank that you're happy with, if you've got a good mini league position, let's say you're winning your mini league, you probably play it safe and you get the highly owned players and you know you can't get too badly hurt this week. But if you're chasing, very, very much so, go and have a bit of fun with it and go against the grain. You know, maybe go, you know, triple Brentford, for example. You know, maybe you go after a Wills clean sheet. So... I think it's it's tricky on free hit because I know it's it's pretty boring just to get all the regular picks that everyone else already has. But if you're happy just to consolidate, then that's okay. But I would find it very hard not to have a bit of fun with a free hit because it is just one game week and you could really shoot up the rankings if you can nail it and some of the popular picks don't perform. And like I said, a lot of the games are hard to predict anyway. So I think there is a good chance some of those popular picks won't perform this week and some of them will blank. So if you can nail the players who do perform, that's where your green arrow comes from. Final question, still on the free hit, is from FPL Boogle. Who are your favourite differential picks for those of us on a free hit game week 30 and are looking to climb the rankings? So this is where the fun part comes in. I think Danny Ings, even though he has been getting taken off after about 70 minutes, we know how good a striker he is. Give him a couple of chances. Chances are he'll stick him in the back of the net. So obviously most free hits or managers who are not free hitting are going to have one or two Arsenal defensive assets. So if you go Danny Ings and he scores straight away, you're up on your free hit. When it comes to Leicester, I think you can look at the Leicester lineup in Europe on Thursday night. And I think the players maybe who don't start, you could take a chance on them starting at the weekend. For example, if Daka starts in Europe, you could go Acho. You know, players like Madison, Ricardo, even if the likes of Madison does start, I would still expect him to start in the league. Ricardo is an option as a differential Mbumo at Brentford. I think a lot of free hits will probably have Tony and Eriksson, but Mbumo will get overlooked. And I think he looked okay in terms of the eye test in the last game. I think he had a chance cleared off the line. I think he's had an offside goal ruled out recently as well. So if you're on a free hit, it's just one week. Maybe one last fling with Mbumo this season. I don't mind him as a differential. He's got the potential to be explosive. I mean, he's hit the crossbar about 27 times this year. At Arsenal... The popular picks are obviously Ramsdale, Saka, you know, Lacazette, you know, Tierney and White. You could look at the differentials in Odegaard and Martinelli. If you think Smith Rowe gets a start this week, you could take a big punt on him. At Wolves, Podence and Neto are like his differentials, especially if Wang is ruled out for the weekend. Neto is probably my preference there. And at Leeds, in terms of differentials, 
I think you go Rodrigo if he's fit. I think he does have a yellow flag. Newest member to the 59th Minute Club. But if he starts, I like him as a difference as well. Again, I think a lot of free hits will go maybe double Wolves defence. Some will even go triple Wolves defence. But if you go Rodrigo and he gets him on the score sheet, you know, you're up as well. Maybe Bamford, you know, if you think Bamford starts. So there's plenty of roots to be different this week. And I do like it. Maybe you go for a, maybe you go a bit of a balance. But I think with a free hit, what you've got to do is you've got to try and back the teams that are going to win this. It, free hit always reminds me of, I play a lot of daily fantasy games, you know, games for just one weekend. And what I do when I'm building those teams before I pick any players, I just look at the fixtures and I think, right, I think Arsenal are going to win that one. I'm going to pick double or triple Arsenal. I'll look at Wolves' leads. I'll say, right, I'm going to back leads to win this one. I'm going to pick two or three leads. And I think you just go all in. You know, you go double double or triple ups on the teams you think are going to win. And then if it if it comes off, your quid's in and you're, and you're likely to win money in Daily Fantasy or in FPL, you're very likely to get a green arrow. So yeah, there's going to be quite a few different approaches to free hits. I'm actually looking forward to, to the deadline on Friday night to have a look at people's teams when they post their free hit teams because I'm interested to see you know which people go conservative and I'm looking forward more so to see the fun teams that have your Danny Ings and your Ian Achos and that kind of stuff so yeah in particular keep an eye on that Leicester lineup in Europe on Thursday that might help you if you are on a free hit this episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds's small town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX, stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Captaincy and transfers now for game week 30. I think captaincy is a very short conversation. Harry Kane playing very well. Pretty good fixture against West Ham. It's not a fantastic fixture, but West Ham haven't exactly been watertight this season. Kane is scoring almost every week these days, getting plenty of chances, good underlying numbers, on penalties. Don't overthink it, is what I would say. Harry Kane is definitely my captain. If you want to do something different, you could stick with Spurs and go with Son or Kulisevsky. You could even go crazy and go Matt Doherty. I wouldn't go that far, though. In terms of the other fixtures, Leicester-Brentford for captaincy. The question is, who starts for Leicester? So that puts me off captaincy there. I don't think Harry Barnes is a sure starter if he plays Europe Thursday night. You could go with Tony or an Eriksson or Mbumo if you really want to go punty. Leicester have been one of the worst defensives this season. Wolves versus Leeds and Arsenal versus Aston Villa. I just, I've noted down here, I think both of those fixtures are really hard to predict. I think they could go either way. So I think it's quite hard to back a captain in those ones. Yeah, Harry Kane captain for me this week. In terms of transfers, so I mentioned some of this already. I've got one free transfer. The plan is to bank it to have two free transfers after the break. That will give me nine players plus Gelhart if Luca Dean doesn't make it. Liverpool triple up on my bench of Trent, Robertson and Salah. I won't be selling any of those guys and I'll welcome them back for the Watford fixture game week 31. 
If I do make a transfer, which I'd say it's only about 10 or 20% chance at the moment, I could do the Salah to Sonner Barnes hokey-cokey, but I don't really fancy it. More likely would be Selandina, who is a weak link now. He's injured and the fixtures are not good, so I could go to Doherty, but that doesn't leave me much cash in the bank for future transfers. Another option, Luca Dean to Amarty. Hope he plays this week. Hope he gets a six-pointer. And then I've got 1.4 million in the bank that would allow me to do size to Reese James and give me 31, which I like. So I think most likely banking for me. And if I do make a transfer, I think it'll be Luca Dean to an Amarty or a Ben Johnson just to free up that cash. Because I, I've played my bench boost now, so I like taking cash off my bench. I did it last week by going Broja to Gelhart, so I freed up about a million there. If I go Dean to an Amarty or someone else, that frees up about a million quid as well. That's it for this week's podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you enjoy it and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general or just Google FPL general Patreon and you'll find it. For the price of a coffee a month, you can support a guy living his dream and get lots of FPL content along the way. Best of luck for the blank game week, folks, and I'll talk to you again in two weeks' time to preview game week 31. There's more Elite 64 manager interviews coming soon as well. Talk to you soon. The Athletic.